Hi, and welcome to the Yonder Podcast. This is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to be reading a chapter of the book. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably just finished listening to chapter 25, um, which I just posted on November 22nd. And I thought this would be an opportunity to answer some questions that a few people have asked me about my book. Um, and I hope you'll find it interesting. This is unscripted. I do have the questions written out, but I don't have my answers written out. So what you're going to hear is just uh, me talking, shooting from the hip. So here we go. Question number one, what led you to write the book, Yonder? Yonder's been in process of being written for, for many years. Um, I started probably before I retired from the Navy in 2001 uh, with a little black notebook that I wrote down stories or conversations or comments that I heard people make and uh, had not really formulated how I, were gonna, how I was going to use those. Um, or that if they would ever be in the book, but I always thought, you know, that'd be interesting if that was in a book. And so during COVID, uh, I was sitting at home and kind of got an idea, a little seed of a thought about what I would like to write about and, uh, sat down and wrote about eight chapters of the book yonder and in about a week or two. And, uh, I'm inspired by, uh, the series, the Mitford series by Jan Karen, which is a slice of life. And uh, so that's what I was going for. And uh, encouraged by a few friends who thought it would be interesting for me to take some of the stories and my experiences in life and put them into a book. And so that's where Yonder came from. Question number two, are the characters in the book based on real people? Uh, yes, they are. They, they, uh, some of them are a conglomerate of people. Uh, some of them are people that I had as acquaintances that, uh, that had a little bit of influence on my life that I thought were interesting characters. Um, and then some of them are just people that I made up based on TV shows, uh, that I've watched, uh, you know. Um, Ernest T. Bass and uh, Andy Griffith was a little bit of the inspiration for Possum. Um, so those are the kind of ideas that I throw in there and that I, that I grab and run with. Question number three, is there a character in the book based on you? Well, actually, there are three characters in the book based on me. And I'm actually in one scene in the book. Um, when, uh, when Jim Bob and a couple of folks visit LaGrange, Georgia and come to the sweet roast coffee shop, which is no longer in existence, but I'm actually in the coffee shop to greet them. But there are three particular characters that kind of relate to me. Um, Jim Bob specifically would be me if I always said and did the right thing and always had the best of intentions and the right intentions when I did things. Um, Sammy is me um, kind of before I matured a little bit as a Christian and became a little bit older and, and wiser. Um, and I just he just kind of shoots from the hip and says what he thinks. And then there's a guy named Tim that appears occasionally in the book, um, that if you pay attention to his first introduction, uh, you can see why that would be me. 
and uh, and he is me uh, as I am now. So he would be halfway in between uh, Jim Bob and Sammy. Question number four: How did you choose the location? Well, I've always been partial to the Georgia mountains. Um, you know, when my wife and I go on vacation, most people go to the beach and, uh, we go to the mountains and, uh, love the Blue Ridge area anywhere in North Carolina or North Georgia. And so I thought the North Georgia mountains would be a great place to house the story. Uh, you'll notice once in a while that the story references towns that are nearby. Uh, it's not based on any particular town in North Georgia, um, it's just, you know, a, a makeup of my own. I actually have a map that I've mapped out yonder so that I can keep the story straight. And uh, having it on the border and having it be a large piece of property that straddles the Georgia-Tennessee line. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I came up with that idea, but it seems to work with the story. Uh, question number five says, are there any of the stories in the book based on real events? Uh, there are several stories in the book based on real events. Um, and by now you've heard uh, the reference to uh, Jim Bob and uh, Cletus almost burning down the bridge to Tennessee. And, uh, and we didn't un- almost burn down a bridge, but... Uh, I do have a story that I tell and share with people when I was in fourth grade about uh, smoking up and shutting down a road in uh, in Columbus, Georgia, near San Fr- St. Francis Hospital. Uh, so, you know, there a lot of the stories are are things that you and situations that you see are just things from my mind that I've experienced or I've heard people talk about. Question number six. What does it mean to say yonder is a slice of life? Yeah, I mentioned that in the first question, answer to the first question. Um, Slice of life is basically uh, you're following the Owens family through their transition from being a Navy family uh, to being back living in Jim Bob's hometown in a situation where he's given the opportunity to minister and the financial assets to minister. and so, you know, a lot of the story is, is the characters and the characters interacting with each other. Um, there's not always going to be a, you know, it's not like a murder mystery or thing like anything like that. Um, it's just, just an interest in these people and the way they try to live their lives as, as followers of Christ. Question number seven. There are so many characters introduced. Why not concentrate on a few? Uh, I had a friend ask me about this. You know, he was saying, God, there's just so many characters. Um, and, and the idea in introducing all these characters is that you're going to feel a little overwhelmed with all the characters and keeping the name straight. Well, you're feeling what Jim Bob's feeling as he's moved back to his hometown. And he's constantly running into people from his past. Uh, characters and people that knew him and people that were older than him and people that he grew up with. And after being away for 20 to 25 years from yonder, it's overwhelming for him. So you're actually sensing uh, the way he would be feeling. But also having that many characters, 
you know, and, and, and introducing you to them and you get to know them a little bit, um, you get a little bit of insight in the plot sometimes as to what's going to happen or where the plot's going to go or, you know, how a person might react based on the character that you've learned that they are. So that's my answer to that question. Number eight, will we ever identify the man in the cave that was found, you know, the skeleton? Well, um, we haven't gotten to that part in the story yet, and uh, so I don't want to spoil it. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, it's going to be an ongoing theme, identifying that, that person. Uh, I think we just, you know, literally just discovered the body. Um, and it, I, I, I thought that we were just going to kind of let that languish in the story. But I had a, a friend of mine who's reading the book ask me a question about him. And uh, I thought about one of the characters that I've introduced. And I think I may have a way. Uh, for us to eventually work that out, who that is. So the answer is yes, uh, but not before the end of this book and probably not before the end of the second book. Oops, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. So how do you write this? The question number nine is how do you write the story and is it all planned out? Well, yes and no. Um, I kind of have some uh, some index cards, post-it notes. Size post-it notes are probably about three by five. They have tabs on them, and I take five or six of them at a time, and I staple them together, and I number them with chapters, and I say, okay, here's what I want to happen in the chapter um, and how I want the movie or the movie, the story. It's never going to be a movie. How I want the story to move forward. But more than anything, um and I thought I was unique in this. I let my characters drive the story. Um, I'm reading a series of journals by a, a, a woman named Madeline Lingle. Uh, you might know her name. She wrote a book called A Wrinkle in Time. And she is not a plotter or a planner out at all. She lets her characters drive the story. And so there have been a couple of times, actually several times, where I had the story planned out and what I thought was going to happen and how I thought things were going to go. And in writing it and having one of my characters say something or do something, it gave me direction for that part of the story that was different than I had planned. Uh, I also get to a point in the story where I'm not sure. I know what I want to happen, but I'm not sure how I want it to happen. Uh, and so I usually just wait and I observe and someone will say something or I will see something out, you know, in my, in my travels around town and it'll come to me how I should, how I should write that. Um, it seems to have worked so far. You, you be the judge, you're reading it. I'm just the writer. Uh, I don't know how it's coming across. So I know the story, uh, but that's how I write the story. Uh, I usually plan about five chapters ahead of time. Um, you know, briefly, and I will, I know what I want to happen in a chapter. And then I start weaving those elements that I want to happen in the chapter into a story. Question number 10, will there be a second yonder book? Um, yes, there will be a second yonder book. Um, 
I've already started, uh, got, got the idea for the first chapter for the second Yonder book. And a couple of ideas of chapters that I want to write. Uh, I've actually gotten my little um, index card size sticky notes with the tabs on them. Uh, I've got five of them stapled together and I, I'm going to start numbering them and start lining up what I want to do. Uh, and, you know, hopefully by this time next year, I'll be part most of the way through it. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. I have a name yet. Um, so you can, you got any ideas, you can email me at LarryNinus at gmail.com and let me know things that you might like to see happen or stories that you might to hear or, or characters you might like to see me expand on. And then the final question I get, question number 11 is, do you plan to publish it? How and when? Um, you know, I write because I love to write. Uh, and, and, you know, I was inspired by my son because I would write blogs and, and, and complain that nobody read them. And, uh, and Stephen would say, well, Dad, write because you enjoy writing, not because somebody's going to read it. And so I wrote Yonder from my heart, you know, a story that I wanted to tell uh, that I felt like God was, was, was telling me. I, there's, I spent a lot of time praying and for God to give me story ideas and for where my characters should go and where the story should go. Um, so just to give you kind of a forecast of what 2023 looks like for me, uh, I'm hoping in uh, March to go to a, uh, a, a writer's conference. Um, and then the, uh, and I'm, I can't remember where that one is. I'd have to get my notes out to look at it. Uh, but the end of May, beginning of June, 2023, there's a five day writer's conference in, uh, Blue Ridge. It's called the Blue Ridge Writers Conference and it's in east of Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I hope to go there and do some workshops, but also I hope to be able to find some time to sit down with a, a publisher and, uh, and present my book and my ideas to someone and um, see what they think about me publishing it. You know, if it comes down to it, I just, you know, I can just self-publish it on Kindle, on the Amazon, and, uh, and not have to worry about a hardback book. I'm also going in uh, the end of August, I think it's like the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, to the uh, American Christian Fiction Writers Conference. And uh, that will be specifically Christian fiction publishers and, uh, and agents and editors. And I hope to have a chance there to talk to somebody and present my book and my ideas and maybe have a little bit of my second book to be able to present to them. Uh, but, you know, here's my thing. I love writing and I enjoy writing these stories. I enjoy storytelling, although I don't, I don't get to do a whole lot of storytelling, but wish I did. Um, but if my books never get published and I have five or six people that read yonder on Spotify and are inspired and encouraged and, uh, strengthened in their faith through the stories that I'm telling and the characters are in my books, uh, then I've achieved my goal. Uh, I write because it's a gift that God has given me and I love doing it and, uh, whether it gets published or not, it doesn't make any difference. I'm just being obedient. All right. Well, that's the end of the 11 questions that I have that people have asked me. Uh, if you have questions about the book or questions about characters or, or, or questions in addition to what I've uh, read here and answered here, 
uh, feel free to contact me at Larry Maninus. Can't even say my own name right. Larry Ninas, L-A-R-R-Y-N-I-N-A-S at gmail.com. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll put it in my, my brain as I call it, my little notebook that's got all my story ideas in it. And, uh, and I'll be sure to respond back to you if it's a question that I can answer. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my book. Um, thank you for your interest. And I covet your prayers and your encouragement. Um, as I move through this process of seeing if maybe I can get it published and as I move through the process of putting together Yonder Book 2. Thank you. Bye-bye.